Hello and welcome to Cornerstone Online. I'm Pastor Brian Foreman, and this is our weekly experience where we inspire and equip you to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, knowing that following Jesus makes life better and makes you better at life. Now, this week we're going to be doing something a little bit different in that uh, today is all about helping you to get into the habit of reading and responding to God's Word on a daily basis. In just a minute, you're going to see a conversation that I had with Dustin Davis after he asked me a question about how I prepare for messages, and that turned into a discussion of uh, how, as a follower of Jesus, we uh, get to know God through studying and responding to God's Word. So before we get into it, I just want to highlight a couple of resources that you're going to hear us talk about in this discussion. One is the Life Journaling Reading Plan, and I'm going to put a link so that you can find this wherever you're listening or watching this to this little bookmark brochure called First Steps Life Journaling. There it has the outline of how to do life journaling, On the reverse, it has tips and tricks that will help you to establish the habit of reading and responding to God's Word. And then the rest of it is the reading plan that will take you and give you an overview of the scriptures over the course of a year. And the great thing about this is it's an abbreviated reading plan, so you're not going to get bogged down. You're not going to be reading stuff that is hard to understand. It focuses on the passages that are easiest to understand and apply. So be sure to pick up your First Steps Life Journaling bookmark. Then the other thing that uh, one of the other things we'll be talking about is uh, the Life Journal itself, which is basically just an empty notebook that you write your devotions in. Now, we've had before at Cornerstone and will have now these life journaling or something similar to this notebooks where it will give you some of the directions and give you lots of space to read and respond for you to write your response to God's Word on a daily basis. Now, we make these available at our cost. This isn't a moneymaker. This is a service to our congregation. So if you are there in person, you can pick one up at Cornerstone. If not, you can follow the link online to order your own. But you don't even have to get one of these. You can get just a regular old notebook. I've used a regular old just spiral-bound notebook in the past. You can do that as well. The other thing that I wanted to mention as a resource is you'll hear me mention the Life Application Study Bible. And this is an example of one. This is Uh, The New Living Translation, which if you aren't attached to a particular translation of the Bible, I recommend the New Living Translation. It's a good translation. It's readable. It's uh, very well suited for the life journaling process because you can read with understanding longer passages. It's a study Bible, which means that on just about every page, you're going to have some notes to explain things that you might not understand otherwise. It's also the Life Application Study Bible Life Application. So it focuses on being able to apply what you read. So a great resource, and you can find that on Amazon.com or anywhere, but get a Get a Bible that you can read with understanding. So those are some resources that you'll hear us talk about. I hope that you will enjoy our conversation and get a lot out of it. 
And again, the challenge, we won't talk about it during the interview, but we want you to read and respond to God's Word on a daily basis. Now, if you're new to Cornerstone, I want to especially welcome you. We'd love to be able to welcome you personally and stay in touch with you to send you resources and insights and updates on what's going on at Cornerstone. So if you're new here, start here. Go to cornerstonenh.org. Click on the New Here link, or wherever you're listening or watching, you can text the word NEW to our church number, 603-225-2550. And that's how we will be able to know who you are and stay in touch with you and equip you as we together follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Thanks for being here. So, welcome to uh, what we are for now calling Beyond the Message. Uh, this is something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and that is to have a conversation where we go a little bit deeper into the things that we were talking about on Sunday mornings at Cornerstone or over the weekend at Cornerstone. And very often when I'm preparing a message, there's other stuff mm. that doesn't make it into the message, but mm. is interesting and worth talking about. And Dustin here, <laughs> Dustin Davis, welcome, Dustin, uh, is... Uh, he's called me this week and asked me a couple of questions about message prep and what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that would be a good jumping off point. And he has graciously uh, accepted the yeah. invitation to be here and to grill me a little bit about <laughs> the message and what we do. And uh, so let's jump into it. What, what uh, did you notice this week and what, were the questions that you had. Yeah, well, um, you brought up an interesting point that I would, uh, that I think would be pretty interesting. What are some aspects of this most previous message, right, talking about um, influence and how, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus <clears throat> is the leader you're looking for and, um, and how we all have influence in our lives, even if we're not in a official leader position. Right. And as you're preparing this message, what are some things that kind of, you know, you crumpled up and had to throw in the waste paper <laughs> basket that, that you would have liked to get into, but maybe cut out some rabbit trails that um, you, you would, would have gone down if you had more time? Yeah. Um, well, I think one of, one of the challenges for me is because I like to dig deep into whatever I'm talking about i have to come up for air and say how does this apply to people's lives because i might find something that's really interesting to me mm -hmm. but uh, and it might be interesting or novel to present in a message but i'm i'm thinking about okay well how does this mm -hmm. actually apply so i think that's more of it so i guess one of the ways I would answer that question, because it's kind of like, what do I choose to, to include and what do right. I choose not to include? Um, one is I notice that when I listen to other speakers, whether they're pastors or in church or out of church, that the people that are most interesting to listen to are the ones that have passion about what they're talking right. about. So one of the questions that I ask myself when I'm preparing and I've got all of this material is what do I feel most passionate about? Yeah. That's what I should talk about because the more interested and passionate I am about the material, the more that will translate into interest and, and engagement in 
the congregation as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, one of the things that you brought up that I would like to mention is I, you, you had said that you noticed that I brought up two resources, and so I and brought can, those. Can I point two. out why? That, yeah, go okay. ahead. So, you know, oftentimes what uh, compared to um, a church that is following the uh, liturgical calendar, uh-huh. right? Where which many of our listeners will not know what that. Okay, means. well, that's okay, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, yeah, um, sure. But and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, from my understanding, basically, there's a lot of churches that are following the same teaching plan, and similar to like a Bible stud, a Bible devotional process. Right. It's like that, but on a grander scale for right. an entire. Uh, denomination, year. a lot of domi- right. denominations, yes, and it's it's throughout the entire year. Right. So they don't oftentimes, I've noticed with pastors that teach in that way, I mean, it has its pros and cons, but one of the pros is they don't have to rack their brain and think, what do right. I talk right. about this right. Sunday? <laughs> right. Versus what I notice um, sometimes about the, the uh, messages that you give is that the inspiration and some of the material that's behind the scenes and that you're using, uh-huh. like you talked about um, on Sunday, this Mark for Everyone book by N.T. Wright, and then uh, this uh, more in-depth commentary series on Mark by Larry Hurtado. Um, and what, what I, my takeaway from that is, it, it doesn't seem like Brian has a process <laughs> uh, as much as it's just, Follow your, your heart, yeah. wherever it may guide you. Um, could you speak a little bit about how, you know, how resources like this come to be influences on right. the topic you're talking about? Right. Um, yeah, that's good. And the way that I choose what to preach on is uh, twofold. Uh, number one, I pray about it and ask for the Lord's direction and insight into that. And uh, secondly, I think about the congregation and I think about what are the needs in the congregation. And those could be common circumstances that people are going through. It could be uh, a discipleship kind of need. And I guess that's um, that that's kind of hard to understand what that means. But, for example, with this series, going through the the Gospel of Mark in depth, I. I often do topical series, but I also right. sometimes do uh, through a passage or book of the Bible type series as well. And so I felt like it was more time to get into a particular book of the Bible and obviously picking a gospel that's going to focus a lot on Jesus. I tend to, when I um, am just picking passages that I like, I tend to pick more stuff like Paul because it's more uh, the letters of Paul because it's more logical and more uh, uh, an argument over time. Whereas a storytelling, I'm not a natural storyteller, so it stretches me by being all about Jesus and Jesus stories. Mm-hmm. It's narrative instead of whatever the opposite of narrative would be or the contrast to narrative would be. Um, so. Yeah, so a discipleship need. People need to understand the scripture in its context. And by going deep in one particular book, then 
hopefully people will have a much better understanding of number one, the gospel in general, but number two, the gospel of Mark in particular, and see how the, all the pieces fit together. And it's a way of letting the scripture dictate the direction that the messages go. Uh, sometimes in church world, people get into a debate about whether uh, topical or expositional is better. Can you explain? Yes. yes. Topical meaning let's talk about marriage or right. let's talk about uh, how, how to pray, you know, some kind of topic. Or expositional would be, okay, we're going to go verse by verse through right. the book of Ephesians. I have always felt like that's a false competition okay because all of the um passages and bible books are topical right you know uh, we've, we've looked in the gospel of mark and seen that this was peter's preaching being preserved because he was either dead or in danger of martyrdom and the church that he, that he and mark were a part of in rome was undergoing persecution. So, yes, the topic is Jesus and his story, but it's with a particular audience and a particular life circumstance in mind. The book of First Corinthians is topical. Paul heard what was going on at the church, and so he wants to address some division in the church. He got a letter from the church asking several different questions, and so he's going to go through those topic by topic, so the idea of topical versus expositional is not a real debate to me because every topical passage or message is expositional. And uh, so if I were going to talk about God's direction, then hopefully we're going to pick a passage and we're going to exposit it, right. but pick a passage that that talks about that. And if you're doing something top, if you're doing something expositional, what people would call expositional, where you're going in a particular Bible book, then you're also going to be topical because you want to pull in what the Bible as a whole says about that, not mm. just that one particular part. Yeah. But I think in order to make this practical, because this is very like inside baseball, before we started recording, you were talking about how do you how do you decide and how do you follow your interests, make sure that you stay interested, that kind of thing. Because what I'm doing, go ahead. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you that because I noticed uh, in this longer series that we've done on Mark mm -hmm. uh, that you really have gone a lot deeper into one. Uh, specific book of the Bible where frequently I think, and you can, mm -hmm. uh, you know, tell me if that's true or not, but frequently I think you lean more towards out of trying to provide, um, good discipleship for the congregation and, and practical ways that the Bible can apply to their lives usually are more, uh, centered around a topic, mm -hmm. whether it be forgiveness, you know, how, how to forgive one, um, somebody, how to reconcile with somebody, you know, marriage, like you said, um, so I thought that was interesting and it, uh, you mentioned during this last, uh, sermon that you gave that in the past when you're ranking your favorite gospels, Mark mm -hmm. is usually not, it's at the bottom. It's at the bottom. <laughs> it was. So was part of choosing to preach on Mark partly your own, um, kind of, Hey, let's give this another chance. Let's give Mark another <laughs> chance. Um, 
you know, can you talk a little bit about the, the personal side and, and yeah. not just the congregational reasons for picking, a, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're going to be right. picking about, but the personal. Right. And, and I think that part of the application that we were talking about is as a, as just a follower of Jesus, you're, you're hopefully establishing the habit of a personal devotional right. life. You're, you're into God's word on a daily basis in some form or fashion. And so you were describing, you know, you get into it, you get going, and then it ends, or you finish a book, and you, you know, what do you do next? So I think there are two aspects to that, because uh, the basic thing is, how do you choose what to study? Well, I've already talked about praying about it and looking at the congregation, and that can, that'll change, you know, mm -hmm. at the end of this series, as I pray about it, and as I look at what's going on in the congregation, I'll see different needs, and I think the Spirit will lead in different ways. But the other, the flip side of that is that I think it's really profitable, and this is why for a long time I've encouraged this, for there to be some kind of plan that exposes you to the whole of Scripture, and you just go through that on a, on a regular basis. So, um, so there's there's a twofold aspect. One is to have a plan. So for for me, for most of uh, the time that Cornerstone has been in existence, it's been the life journaling plan, which you're familiar with. Yeah. Some of the people that are watching or listening would be familiar with. But basically, it is a plan that takes you through the entire Old Testament and the New Testament twice over the course of a year. There's also, if you do it every single day. If you do it every day. And there's also an uh, abbreviated kind of express plan that focuses on the same scriptures, but it's not as much reading, and it chooses the, mm -hmm. the most easy to understand and easy to apply passages. And so it's a good first start, yeah. uh, first steps kind of reading plan. So I try to do something like that that is constantly exposing me to the whole of scripture because what that does is build up context and a, a baseline knowledge and familiarity with the whole of Scripture. And that's like, uh, if you're thinking about exercise, that's your daily training. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if let's say you, know, you play Ultimate Frisbee and you played soccer and all that kind of stuff, when you're in the game, your level of performance is in large part based on your level right. of fitness. You can't just decide, you know, <laughs> I'm, gonna, nice. <laughs> right, I'm just going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips, and then once a week I'm going to perform at excellent peak yeah. performance when I'm on the field. In the same way, um, as a follower of Jesus, having that baseline, that's your daily exercise. That's building your knowledge base. That's building your faith. That's building your spiritual disciplines of prayer and meditation and that kind of thing so that when you're in on the field in the game in your daily life you know uh, a conflict comes up at work or a situation comes up in, at home or in your marriage or uh something you're faced with that's that's the game that's game time and if you have that baseline knowledge built up over time you're going to be equipped you're going to your mind has been formed by the truth of scripture and you're ready to engage and you're thinking biblically you're you're seeing things through god's eyes so it's it's kind of a both and 
for me and and part of the challenge for pastors is to not just only study the bible when you're preparing for a message right so i try to to bring my message prep into my devotional life and my devotional life into the message prep so that it's something that i feel and have thought through at least a little bit uh how it applies to my life so that i feel more passionate about it and it is not just an academic exercise you talked about how when you are getting to the end of a series and you're Mm -hmm. thinking about you know what's next that oftentimes kind of your first step is to pray Mm -hmm. about you know and and ask god to lead you towards the next right you know whatever that might be right um when you so let's say that you know you in your personal devotions decide okay you know i'm going to study mark now Mm -hmm. when do you decide to bring in uh to you know your research commentaries and other resources outside of the bible yeah that's a good question so i think the first thing before we move on i would say is the the best way to not get stalled in your Mm -hmm. personal devotional life is to have an annual long-term plan you know and some people are able to keep going by just choosing you know the next two-week thing on the bible app or something like that and that's okay but um by establishing a regular habit number one it never gets old because you're even though you're reading the bible over the the course of the year over and over again every i would say four out of five times when i read the same scripture i don't focus on the same passage the next year because it's it's wide enough it's there's a lot of diversity to it and even if i focus on the same passage I see it with fresh eyes because it's a year later and my circumstance is different and all that. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to get stalled, have that reading plan and the life journaling plans are really, really helpful with that. So um, when do I, uh, your question, when do I draw in other resources or commentaries like that? Um, the first thing that I do is... Uh, kind of have a sense of what I'm seeing and what I where where I want to go with it. So um and that's informed by my knowledge of the Bible and that kind of thing. It's not just what do I want to do. It's like where what does the scripture say about this? So in a in a section like this where we're going through a bio, a book of the Bible, I'm reading, I'm constantly reading ahead so that hopefully by the time I'm preaching on something I've been reading that passage for two or three weeks at least. Um, I will pull it. I might put my regular reading plan on hold for a little bit or a couple of days a week to devotionally turn over some of the passages that I've been reading. Um, so, and if it's a topical series, I'll be thinking about, okay, what from my script knowledge of the scriptures is the thing that I'm most want to focus on. So I just kind of do general thoughts or general exposure and familiarity. Then my next step is to study. And that we talked about on the phone the other day. I just kind of, that's, that's 
probably the most fun for me mm-hmm. because I just kind of let my my interest run wild and right. just let it go wherever it takes me. So that's when I will pull in different commentaries. Uh, sometimes I might uh, make use of the Bible Project or something like that. That's something that's very accessible for everyone. Um, I my my library is in two places. Most uh, most of these shelves that are right with me all the time are commentaries throughout the whole of scriptures. So I'll do some reading on that and just ask myself, okay, what what questions do I have that what mm-hmm. what in here doesn't make sense? What don't I understand? And just kind of do a deep dive with that. So my study day or session. I usually try to spend, uh, it can be th- like three to five hours of just yeah. letting my interest run wild. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and that was kind of what spurred my phone call uh-huh. is I felt like I saw that happening behind the scenes and I wanted to know how can I mm-hmm. implement something like that into my life? Because yes, I do agree with you that, you know, the life journaling plan is really right. nice because it gives you that foundation throughout the year, you can count mm-hmm. on it, you don't have to think. Um, but what, you know, sometimes you read something, you're like, ooh, that's really interesting. Um, I'd like to go deeper in that. Or maybe mm-hmm. you stumble across a topic like uh, shame and how do you, you know, how do you dig deeper and mm-hmm. research farther and kind of let your, you know, right. get, get down those uh, those rabbit trails. Um, right. And, and without feeling like you're cheating on your plan. Right. Right. Yeah. I give, uh, because, because of my personality, I give myself a lot of flexibility in how I do that. So, you know, there's never been a year where I've every day checked off the reading plan in the life journaling. Now, has every one of those days been checked off at some point over the last 15 years? Yeah, probably. But, um, I guess what I would say to that is, Every time you read a passage of scripture, like I said, you're going to, in the life journaling plan, the first thing you do is pick just one verse mm-hmm. that you, that interests you or that you feel like has some potential to speak to you or uh, that jumped out to, to you while you were reading through. And that focus will um, guide your interest for that day of devotional right. reading. Um but if I had something like you were talking about, any of the topics that we talked about, shame, marriage, discerning God's will, all that kind of stuff, then there's nothing that keeps you from doing a little bit of extra reading mm-hmm. or, or searching online or having some conversation with somebody that, you know, like a spiritual friend or a mentor or something yeah. like that. I suggested these because... <laughs> since we are going through the book of Mark, this is a great accessible kind of devotional type of commentary. I mean, it doesn't, nowhere on here does it probably even say commentary, uh, but each one looks at a particular scene from the gospel of Mark and it's only a couple of pages for each one. So my, my goal is to have everyone in our congregation establish this habit. Yeah. So, an easy first step to that is to have a book like this. Mm-hmm. It goes along with what we're talking about on Sunday morning. So you already kind of get a head start on that. It's 
written to be very understandable and accessible. And I hope that as we talk about it on Sunday morning, as we talk about it in this uh, conversation, that part of what will happen is people will have interest because it's, it, it's very, it's intriguing and you learn all the kinds of cool things. And once you start getting into God's word, God will speak to you through that. And I want people to have that experience. And I want them to be ready when it's game time, you know, when life throws whatever it's going to throw at you to have the training and the muscle and the background that you need in order to do that. So, so yeah, I think to, to kind of summarize, you're saying, how do you know when to kind of go off on a tangent? I think, every time you get into God's word, there are all kinds of paths that you could take. And so it's never going to become old. Uh, And secondly, just give yourself permission to go where your interests take you or where the need takes you. Because that's when people really get interested in the scripture is when they need need the answer to something. And so that prompts their Mm. study. Does that make sense? Yeah, so um, just to recap, let's say that, and, and, and these examples, did you already know about these resources? No. Or So how did you find these out? How did you determine N.T. Wright is a worthwhile person <laughs> that I can trust to recommend to our Yeah, towards yeah. well, I know who N.T. Wright is. Sure. I was familiar with him. Uh and I honestly have no idea where when I first ran across that because like like I said I just let when I go down my study rabbit hole it's like you know I have no idea where I how I got where I end up <laughs> so um, I do have uh, I do have a book again this is so inside baseball but I have a book that is called the Commentary and Reference Survey. And this is super fabulous because somebody did the hard work of surveying basically all the resources for every book of the Bible and some specific topics and stuff like that and listed them out and said, uh, here's the perspective they're coming from. Mm. This is the kind of commentary it is. You know, is it more technical or is it more preaching focused or that kind of thing? and gives you recommendations that's a cheat code so yeah so um so if i am studying a a bible book that i haven't gone deep in before or don't have it much in the way of resources this is one of the first things that i go to and then i will buy one or two of those and my goal is to have a good one to three at least books on every book of the Bible mm. so that whenever I study or when I'm topical, because you never know where what yeah. book you're going to end up when you're topical, I'll always have a good resource that I can go to there. Okay, so just to recap, uh, if you in your personal life want to go deeper, mm-hmm. you know, more than just that foundational, mm-hmm. um, you know, first steps Bible plan or... Um, you know, the soap process. Mm-hmm. First, you might talk to someone that's a little farther ahead than you and say, hey, you know, here's a topic that mm-hmm. I'm really excited about or I want to get some more information on. Mm-hmm. Do you have any recommendations? And then outside of that, you know, there's resources like that. Yeah. You know, when I when I brought this question up to you, I said frequently when I want to learn something, the first thing I do is I go to YouTube 
because it's super easy to uh -huh. type in something and find uh, really easily digestible video content uh -huh. to explain that thing. Um, so, you know, it, it's good to, I think, have those things you can count on. Right. That way you don't fall off the wagon and, you know, two weeks later and right. you're still, what do I do? Right. Now, the only thing that scares me about that is <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you never know where, you know, that YouTube video yeah. is coming from. And I'm not but, recommending that for yeah, this, but just not that that when would... I'm researching cars or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think just to simplify it and bring it down, because not almost yeah. nobody's going to have this, you know, uh, resource available to them to, and do it like I do. But what I would say is, have a reading plan, like the first steps or like journaling reading plan. And then secondly, we haven't mentioned this yet, but the most basic resource is a study Bible mm. to get a good study Bible. I always recommend the life application study Bible. And unless you already have a favorite version, I recommend the New Living Translation. Mm -hmm. And the reason I recommend the New Living Translation is it's very easy to read through. So if you're reading two or three chapters a day, it's not difficult because it flows very well and it's very understandable and it's a good, accurate translation. So if you get the Life Application Study Bible in the New Living Translation, there's there are going to be cheat codes, you know, notes at the mm -hmm. bottom of every page that will explain some of the more difficult things where you might be reading along and you're like, well, what on earth does that mean? it'll probably explain it if it's that kind of out there. And secondly, because it's a life application, it's very practical. So their focus is not to fill your head with all this esoteric knowledge. It's to help you to understand and apply the scriptures. So if a person establishes the habit of reading and responding to God's word, the writing part is so important with the life training process, gets a good Bible that has some explanatory notes so you're not lost or you don't get sidetracked. It's like, what on earth does that mean? And then you have no idea what to do with it. Um, and you do that on a, on a daily basis. And then, of course, being a part of a church family where you're talking about and interacting with the scriptures, you'll be light years ahead of most anybody mm -hmm. because even in Christian circles, it's not universal yeah. for people to have that well-established habit, but it's so foundational. It's the first, the first thing I would suggest that you do. Mm -hmm. um, one last thing that I was thinking, and that's, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about, you know, kind of Bible education, mm -hmm. and, you know, to sum it up and learning about what the Bible holds. But mm -hmm. um, there's also the aspect of the personal relationship mm -hmm. with God and um, how, you know, what do you think it would be important for people to know when they're, uh, you know, as far as far as building into your personal relationship with God? Because I think it's really easy to get sucked into just the informational and oh, I don't know all the verses and da da da, and I can sing the songs and do the moves. Um, you know, how does a uh, reading plan help you build into that? Right. Well, the soap process is scripture where you pick a verse, application, I'm sorry, observation where you just kind of learn about it a, a little bit. But then the last two are 
application and prayer. So if the scripture is what does it say, and observation is what is it saying, you know, explain it to somebody as if they never read the Bible before. Application is what is it saying to me? So every day as you go through this process, and it doesn't have to be elaborate, it can be one sentence for each of these things, but it's how does this apply to me? And uh, like today, for example, uh, in the Life Journal First Steps, you read through Hebrews 11, which is a well-known passage that talks about the heroes of the faith. Mm and one of the observations that the author of hebrews makes is that all these people were faithful and received promises but almost none of them received the promises that they were promised it was forward looking <clears throat> and they were faithful and there's a little phrase and this is what stood out to me and this is what i journal on today about how they were uh they were looking for a a city whose author and builder was God and that they were living this life as sojourners as as if this place is not your home mm -hmm. and I really that's the thing that jumped out to me and I was thinking about okay how would we how would we live so the, the application step was okay how do we how do I live so that my heart is not all wrapped up in this world that's mm -hmm. so temporary. How do I live with eternity in mind? And and I thought about, okay, well, and this is how expositional becomes topical. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so I started thinking about, okay, well, what are the things that I want to spend money on right now? <laughs> what are the things that I want? Uh, and then thinking about, okay, you know, and, and some of those things, like I want a fire pit, uh, this really cool fire pit that I found. And I was thinking, yes, that is something that I want. It, it has some eternal value because, you know, part of our home is gathering people mm -hmm. and having a nice fire pit is another amenity that helps right. us to gather people and spend time around the fire but i was just thinking about okay how can i how can i invest time money my heart in things that are going to last forever people and that are going to make a difference like that so that's the application step is how does this apply to me it personalizes it so yes i learned i was reminded of the examples in the scripture of people who were faithful I read Hebrews 11. I, um, you know, might do a little study or something like that. But ultimately, my goal is how how does this need to shape my heart? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I like about it is the prayer thing. It's okay. How does this? What does this saying to me? But then what do I need to say to God? That's the the prayer part. And so I prayed. You know, Lord, I don't want my heart to be wrapped up in the things of this world too much. And if I'm ever like that redirect me um help me to evaluate my purchases and my desires and my wants mm -hmm. in light of your values and eternal perspective not just uh what i can do with my money that kind of thing so so i think that's how and that's why 
in the messages that we do, I always try to bring it around to a challenge or an action step or something like that. So this week, like you mentioned, we talked about leadership and Jesus being the, the ultimate example of the good shepherd king. Well, when I'm in a position of leadership, when people are in a position of leadership and they're wondering, how do I handle this? Well, what does a, what does a good shepherd king do? How, how did Jesus demonstrate that? What are the examples that we see in scripture? That's the application. Mm. Cool. That makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any last thoughts? No, I just, um, I hope that this is valuable for people. Get, get a life journal, get the soap, I'll put some links in so that people know where to go mm-hmm. for that. Um, get a study Bible, like Life Application New Living Translation, and just start getting into it. It will transform your life. That's one of the keys to spiritual growth, to, staying connected is to be in god's word and so if people do that and develop a love for the for the word of god and are in it regularly then we'll have we'll have been successful made a difference yeah yeah (laughs) and i i always hear people that do podcasts say this if you would leave a review on apple Podcasts, that helps people Mm -hmm. to find it if you're watching on youtube youtube then uh, you can click the little bell, right? That's mm-hmm. how to subscribe and get notification when new stuff is posted. So uh, so yeah, do that kind of stuff too. And hopefully there'll be more conversations like this to add to and uh, go beyond what we do on Sunday morning. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining me. All right, thank you.